Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer, 55 past the hour here on 1250 AM. The Fan broadcasting from the Wendy Studios. Make sure to get hooked up with that Strawberry Frosty right now. Again, that thing is going to go away here uh, towards the end of summer. And I know the Frosty that's going to replace the Strawberry Frosty is one that Wendy's has never done, and you are going to have your socks blown off when you hear uh, what the next Frosty is going to be. But again, time is running out on this Wendy's Frosty. Take advantage of it now. Get that Strawberry Frosty today. He has Tim Dillard, of course, of the Brewers Unfiltered Podcast with Adam McKelvey, uh, and of course, Sophia Minnert. And this week, Tim Dillard, a special guest in former Brewers pitcher Ben Sheets. Oh yeah, we got we tracked him down. <laughs> uh, so he's about to get his uh, walk of fame with the Brewers coming up at the end of the month, and so we reached out and we caught him, and uh, it, it's it's a blast. He we he starts off at the patio of a restaurant where he's at, and then he ends up inside the restaurant, and we could see the video of the palm of his hand. That was fun for a while, <laughs> uh, and then he ends up. Uh, in the parking lot for a bit. And finally, uh, we ended the conversation when he was in his truck. So it was quite an adventure for us. But he takes us on his whole journey, and it's it's really good to, to see somebody that's so big for the Brewers for so long um, and, and the memories that everybody has of him. And uh, just hearing him speak into that is pretty special stuff. Uh, let's talk about uh, this Brewers team as they are out on the West Coast uh, against the Dodgers. Game one. Uh, again, I, I think you couldn't ask for much more out of Adrian Hauser than you got. Unfortunately, the defense for the Brewers, uh, and again, I, I don't think this has been a thing that's troubled the Brewers, but a couple of errors came up big for the Brewers. Yeah, it's the old saying of like a good team, right? you got to play almost perfect again, and the Brewers just weren't perfect, and the Dodgers took advantage of it every single time. I thought Hauser threw the ball great, I think. Craig Council most likely said the exact same thing on the post-game show. I'm not going to lie. I was coming across at probably 1 o'clock, so I was thinking, eh, maybe I'll just go to bed. But uh, he has uh, been great, Hauser. And when the ball goes at somebody, he is exceptional and just couldn't get the ball to go at somebody. And if it did, um, you know, maybe it didn't go the way that he wanted. But I thought he was fantastic. His slider, one of the best sliders I've seen out of his hand ever. Uh, so whatever he's putting together, it's something special. Let's talk about the mental side of that from a pitching perspective. Uh, when you're pitching that well and an error costs you, and then that eventually leads to runs, that's got to be a pretty difficult thing to kind of get yourself through mentally as a pitcher, probably. Well, he already pitched around an error, I believe, the inning before. With so, Terang. And it's part yeah. of it. Yeah, and it's part of it. You know, it's part of the game, um, and guys know it. There's no angst there. Or there's no blame going on. It's about, okay, i got to pick up my guy. 
And, and guys love doing that. They love, they love being the ones that are able to step in and go, you know what, I was able to pick us up, you know. And especially if you're a sinker ball guy that gives up a lot of contact, that's part of your game. Sometimes you got to get four outs. I remember uh, Mike Maddox was real big on that. He was like, hey, anybody can get three outs. Sometimes you got to get four, you know, and, and he's right. And it just didn't work out because you're facing a team that not only do they have a starting nine lineup that's exceptional, but pretty much everybody off the bench uh, is pretty good as well. And it helps when you have a lot of money. Uh, but not only have they done it through money, but they've done it through a, a really good farm system. And the latest uh, results just came out from MLB Pipeline. Brewers are ranked uh, number four, I believe, uh, in Major League Baseball from that perspective. And I, I wanted to ask you about this guy uh, that I'm sure you've probably heard of uh, by now, and that's Jacob Mizorowski, yeah. uh, who's coming up. And I, I need you to kind of help me kind of understand uh, what this means. Uh, obviously... You know, yesterday, or I should say uh, Monday, or what is today? I don't even know what today is. His last start in double I six innings pitch, a hit, uh, 12 strikeouts. But this I found interesting. The average MLB curveball, this is from the Biloxi Shuckers PR uh, guy, Javik Blake, uh, has around 2,500 RPM spin rate for an average MLB curveball. Mizorowski's fastball and his last start, fastball spin rate was at 2,600 uh, for a fastball. How crazy is that? Well, I, I think that's the reason he has a uniform in professional baseball and the Brewers are, you know, getting him up the pipeline because he is that good. Uh, and when you find somebody that can do something special, then you lean into that and you build around it. But, yeah, last time out he was great. And, I mean, you, I think, uh, what did he have, like a two four two five ERA just in his couple of starts when in Biloxi? Yep. Um, I, I, you know, when you start moving up levels, you start to see, okay, well, what can he do? How does his stuff play? And the stuff keeps getting better. And double-A using the big league ball, I think that helps. Uh, you don't always get to use the big league ball in the lower levels, of course, uh, and it always changes. And actually, the, the uh, big league ball was the one that was pre-tacked the first half of the season in double-A. So now uh, that's gone away. So you have a kid who's exceptional and has great stuff now using a baseball consistently that he never really had a chance to. So, yeah, probably a direct result of spin rate going up. Um, and, yeah, that's probably what you're going to continue to see. Uh, I think put up by Jesse Rogers of ESPN uh, talking about the fact that games remaining against plus 500 teams, Cubs have 16 left, Reds have 16 left, the Brewers have 27 games left uh, for teams uh, that are over 500. So the Brewers obviously have the more difficult schedule. And to me, normally you'd say, oh boy, that's not good. But it feels like when the Brewers have played teams that aren't that good, the Brewers have struggled somewhat playing teams that aren't that good. And they've played better maybe against teams that are a little bit better. Well, I think we're in an age where let's measure everything and find a reason behind it. And sometimes stuff just doesn't add up. <laughs> you, you know, people all the time like, oh, they're, what are they going to do against the Dodgers? And it's like, honestly, as a baseball player, you show up, you figure out what city you're in, you look at who you're playing, and then you put the plan, the best plan together. That's why, like, the first day there's just meetings galore. There's a coach's meeting, and then there's a uh, starting pitcher planning meeting. And then there's a reliever meeting. And then there's a hitter meeting. Like, you just have meetings the whole time to get ready for this specific club. It doesn't matter if the club's the best in baseball or the worst. It's all about putting a plan together that's best going to suit a chance to win that day. So I, I don't think, you know, a lot of times they don't put stock into that. But it's easy as a person, you know, looking as a fan going, oh, they should beat these teams. And, yeah, I mean, theoretically, it's like, well, they have a better record. They should beat them. And, you know, this team should beat them. And, you know, but it's all, if we knew what we were going to do, like, we'd all just be at Vegas. 
right? No we doubt. Just knew what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you about that. Uh, some updates, injury updates. I want to get your thoughts on Aaron Ashby. Adam McKelvey had this tweeted out yesterday. Throwing live BPs in Arizona feels great, but the velo isn't quite all the way back. So the Brewers have to make a decision about whether to continue with foundation building or begin a rehab assignment, at which point the clock is ticking because we're already in the middle of August. Got a, you know about 45 days left of the season uh, at this point. I think if I'm advising Aaron Ashby, I think I would just pass on probably the remainder of the year and make sure he's ready to go for next year versus possibly rushing something. You being obviously the former big league pitcher uh, and knowing what this is all about, what say you? Well, yeah, that's a great point. There's a lot of details that clearly we don't know. We're not right. allowed to know because we're not we're not in the know. Um, but we saw what they did with Brandon Woodruff. They took their time to make sure they got him completely right. And so what is he? He's out there and he's healthy. And you can see it. You can see how his stuff plays. Uh, the velo is there. The action's there. And that's what they wanted. They didn't want to rush anything and make it worse or not get a good result when they bring him back and have to make a different move. So I feel like they would do the same thing with Ashby. Wait till he's completely good. Make sure everything's, you know, the, the velocity's back up, movement on the fastball. My goodness, getting his two-seam uh, back in the bullpen, even if it is, you know, September or mid-September, is going to be better than trying to rush something back where it's not as not as good of a product. And I don't I think that'd be a disservice to Ashby as well. I, he wants to be, you know, with every ounce of, you know, artillery in the cannon when he goes out there rather than okay, well I'm still searching for something, but now I got to face big league hitters. So, I don't know. If they think he eventually can get there, uh, I don't think it matters when they can get him back because if you can put him in the end of the bullpen, I mean, that's just another weapon to have. A thing put out by Tom Verducci of SI.com uh, on one-run games. He wrote an article or a piece on Craig Council, who has the best winning percentage of all time as a manager, 575 in one-run games, 207 and 153. They also have the best record in baseball this year, uh, the Brewers do, in one-run games. We always give credit to the manager for one-run game uh, victories or losses. How much credit do they really deserve at the end of the day as a manager? Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I've said it before. I don't know if anyone else could manage this team except for Craig Council. Did see Dave Roberts do some really cool moves last night that worked out. Of course, if they didn't work out, then you'd be like, well, blame the manager. So the, the players are the ones that have to produce. But at the same time, it's a manager's job to put guys in position to succeed in something that they can get done. Look what he's done with Abner Ribe. My goodness. I mean, he is at every turn, made the right decision with this kid, and he's got nothing but awesomeness back. So that right there is one example of how he can just have these guys in the best position possible, challenging them and, uh, and having guys come through. And it's not always the case. You may rush a guy too much or you put him in a bad situation, and, you know, that can weigh, especially on young players. But it's no surprise. I've been monitoring it for a while, and I actually knew some of those numbers about just close games, one-run ball games in the Craig Council era. And it's not by coincidence. It's the way the team's made. And right now they know their pitching is fantastic as an organization. They know that's good. So for them, it's going to be coming down to, okay, how can we score runs? And that's always been the tough part of it. So I don't know. I, I think some people have a gift for it. And I think that's, that's why he is the manager of the Milwaukee Brewers is because he has a gift uh, for putting people in the right positions at the right times um, and relying on his staff of who's going to be where and who's going to play where. 
Yes, Tim Dillard. Follow him on Twitter at Dim Tillard, Valley Sports uh, Wisconsin analyst, former Milwaukee Brewers pitcher. Uh, brought to you by our friends, fine friends over there at Fourth Base Restaurant. They want to say thank you to coming over and hanging out with them, even though y'all were going to State Fair and that whole deal. So a number of people stop in Fourth Base uh, while State Fair was going on. So thanks for that. And again, it's the stretch run. It's the perfect pregame or postgame hangout uh, for you before each and every one of these Milwaukee games. It's right down the street from them. You're just a few minutes from the ballpark uh, and great food on top of that, Tim. Yeah, yeah, I've been there a ton. Was there the other day uh, before we headed out on the road trip. And, yeah, it's a staple now. I like to walk in. I feel like Norm from Cheers a little bit. You know, I walk in, hey, it feels so important. But, uh, yeah, some of the best food you can find. I directed a buddy of mine there that was actually a former brewer, David Pember. He actually came uh, into town the other day, saw him at a ball game, and then he was asking about a good place to eat some lunch, and that's where I told him. And he hit me back about a long text message talking about some of the best food he's ever had. So. Anyway, yeah, fourth base. Check it out. Just so good. Uh, Thank you so much, Tim, for coming out. We'll talk again next week, my friend. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, Sparky. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.